apologetic technique, a very sophisticated one that can be used with people whose major interest is getting satisfaction in life rather than uh, searching for truth. Tonight, our first concern is to defend the defense of the faith. Now, you might very well ask, why bother with this? If you're listening to tapes of this kind or attending a session of this kind, uh, obviously you think it's important. Uh, maybe I'm engaged in that fallacy that the uh, average preacher engages in constantly. He's up there preaching against the people who don't come to church. <clears throat> but, of course, they're not the ones listening to him. Uh, why are we concerned to defend the defense of the faith? Well, the reason is that most Christians today are unaware of the need and the importance of defending the faith. Many of us, even though we have a vague sense of need at this point, don't understand how vitally important the defense of the faith is. Uh, if I were to come to a local church and give a series of lectures on sex uh, or a series of lectures on the Joy Bell's radiant Christian life, why we would have thousands of people trying to get in. Uh, but when we deal with a subject uh, relating to Christian apologetics, we have a small group, uh, an elite group. Uh, we don't have uh, a general impression that people are aware of the significance of this subject. Why do we need to defend the faith? <clears throat> Answer, because ours is a secular, global, and pluralistic world. That's why. Ours is a secular, global, and pluralistic world. What do we mean by secular? We mean that this is not a Christian world. Now you say, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> not really. Most evangelical Christians kid themselves into thinking <laughs> that they are living in a Christian world. One of the ways of doing this is to join a very, very active church and spend 99 and 44, 100 percent of one's time within its walls engaged in vital theological activities such as spaghetti suppers, hayrides, surfboarding, uh, and the like. We have a mythology which is that the world is basically Christian, and ours is a Christian country. Doesn't the moral majority tell us constantly that we must get back to the faith of our founding fathers? Everything is just fine, we just have to uh, do a little work uh, with the current situation, and we can get back to that pleasant atmosphere that we know really prevails anyway. Everybody, it's true that through a good deal of Western history, Christianity was at stage center. From the time of Constantine the Great, when Christianity became the official religion of the Roman Empire in the fourth century, to roughly the time of the French Revolution, the Western world was predominantly Christian. Christian ideas prevailed. I don't mean that there were necessarily more Christians per cubic inch uh, than non-Christians, but Christian ideas were certainly dominant. Now, this is illustrated by the fact that in the 17th century, the atheistic philosopher Hobbes, uh, when he 
uh, wrote his book, The Leviathan, on political theory, used Christian terminology. Uh, the book reads something like the King James Bible. There are Bible quotations in it and the like. Why? Well, because in those days, to make yourself heard, you had to employ Christian language and Christian terminology. But this is no longer the case. At least since the French Revolution, we have been operating in a very different world. We've been operating in a world in which the secularist, the non-Christian, is at stage center, and the Christians have been moved to the wings. How has this secular world developed? Well, you can look at it this way. In the 18th century, the Bible was killed. In the 19th century, God was killed. And in the 20th century, man has been killed. 18th century, the Bible, 19th century...